Welcome to Let's Grow. This is a personal development podcast, and I'm your host, Jeremy A. Taylor, but you can call me JT. Whether it's a short message from yours truly or an interview with a special guest, this is your place for weekly encouragement to keep going and growing. My goal here is simple, to leave you better than I found you. And I know your time is valuable, so let's dive right in. Hey guys, what's up? It's JT. Welcome back to the Let's Grow podcast. I am stoked about my dear friend Dana Falk hanging out with me today, a founder of The Hungry Fan. You're going to learn a little bit more about what she does and how she blesses people with food. And I know that this episode's for everyone because guess what? Everybody likes food. Don't lie. We know that you do. Uh, but I'm excited. Obviously, you know that through the course of the conversations that we have here, uh, we just want to leave you better than we found you. And I believe that you're going to be blessed. You're going to be encouraged by a part of her story and a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. Dana, thanks so much for hanging out with me. Thank you for having me. What's up? Oh, man, it's been a while since we've actually talked. And uh, I, I, we've had several phone conversations. We tried to do a Facebook Live uh, a couple, you know, I think it was a little over a year, maybe even two years now. It's, time has flown by this COVID stuff kind of has me lost in the sauce. Don't even know what, but outside of that, yeah, outside of that, we've texted a few times, but guys, check this out. I first connected with Dana. I think it was via Twitter. I reached out to her and, and uh, I'm not even ashamed to say it. I tried to recruit her into my network marketing business and she shut me down. But through some of the conversations that we had, emails, text, we got to know one another a little bit better. She actually submitted a story for an ebook that uh, that I launched called The 25 Secrets to Staying Excited. And uh, I've just enjoyed checking out or keeping up with her, uh, her growth with her company and whatnot. And uh, she's a sports individual. And uh, Dana, let's just go ahead and let it be known so I don't have to say it because it's part of how people associate with you because of who your dad is. So just go ahead and share that with everybody because whenever I found out, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. My dad is a sports agent like Jerry Maguire, best known for representing among other fantastic athletes, Mr. Michael Jordan. Yes. And so of course I'm sure growing up, she was, she loved being known for that. And my dad does this and knows this guy. But then again, of course, as she got a little bit older, okay, I'm tired of being known as David Falk's daughter. Right. Uh, but I'm proud. I'm sure I know you're right, unbelievably proud, proud of him, but I am but also human being. Myself. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and so I did kind of fangirl out a little bit, not going to lie when I was like, Oh my gosh, she knows MJ. Of course I was born in 84 I'm an avid Bulls fan, had no other choice but to love Mike growing up. So that's a really cool plug there, uh, connecting piece. Uh, but Dana, let's, uh, l- let's, let's go ahead and dive into the conversation. Tell us a little bit about what you do, what your passion is, and how you've been able to build that out into a business. Sure. So I'll, I'll sort of take it back just a little bit. I won't make this too long of an answer, but I always knew I wanted to work in sports because I've been a sports fan since the womb by virtue of who my dad is. I traveled with Team USA in my mother's womb and with my father through Europe on an exhibition tour. So that was, I guess, 19. I was born in 83. So I guess that was maybe 82. So I've been at it since like pre-entering pre, pre entering this world physically. 
Um, and, you know, my dad was very, uh, very clear with me from the get-go that being an agent was really not something that he thought would be wise for me for very good reasons that eventually I, I embraced, you know, when your parents tell you not to do something, like the first thing you want to do is do what they say, uh, not to do, I should say. But, um, so I knew I wanted to work in sports and I knew that I really wanted to be able to do something that was really authentic to who I am and what I believe in, because in order to get up every day and be super jazzed, like I really wanted it to be something that moved me, that I cared about, that I could share my passion with others, that would allow me to share my passion with others. Um, and so I created a, a, a lifestyle brand called Hungry Fan. I'm known as the Hungry Fan, the OG, um, and Hungry Fan, <laughs> In a nutshell, if I could make it like one sentence, is Martha Stewart living for sports fans who like to entertain on game day. Um, so if you're familiar with Martha Stewart living, you know what I'm talking about. But we really focus on the home gating, tailgating, the things that we, the fan, get to do. Because by, I'm, I'm very fortunate, I'd say, by virtue of being my father's daughter, but also by virtue of having um, a lot of really cool and interesting jobs over the years before I started Hungry Fan, and even in the early days, I've had the opportunity to experience working around sports for teams, for leagues, for networks. I, mean, I have my own TV show. I've reported from Super Bowls and, and Olympics. I've produced that content and report did the on-air. Um, I've designed fan experiential areas and parts of stadiums for teams. I've done marketing for teams and like planned their fan appreciation nights and all that's great. But what it really taught me was that there was a piece that was missing for us, the fan. There was um, like no arbiter of taste, no curator, no place for us to go if we were going to be entertaining on game day. And so because I love to eat and because I love to cook and that's a huge part of our experience among other fun gadgets and toys that I think we all love. Um, I created Hungry Fan. Awesome. Awesome. I love that simple plug there of like Martha Stewart <laughs> type it deal. Is, right? Tied, tied with sports. That, <clears throat> that is a good way to, to, to plug it and sum it up. It is, it is a unique business model and, and idea. And I like the fact that you, you, you tag it as a lifestyle brand because when we first met, I kind of was like trying to wrap my mind around, where's this going? How has she built this out? And, and really at the end of the day, uh, I, I just think it's exceptional. And I've absolutely loved following the hungry fan because I love all things sports and I love food. And so it gives me some inspiration and recipes uh, to use for uh, getting together with, uh, with family and friends. So uh, Dana, when it comes to food, when it comes to people, when it comes to business life, even like, how have you been able to use this to bring people together? And, uh, and is that something that, that excites you about the work that you get to do? Absolutely, especially now. But, you know, I think if you just sort of step back and you think about sports and you think about food, there are two things that inherently bring people together, right? People from all walks of life, people from polar opposite spectrum or ends of the spectrum and beliefs, credos, sexuality, whatever, you name it. People can be very, very far apart from one another in their day-to-day -day life, but you know, they put on their team jersey, it's the same jersey for the same team, and they're high-fiving each other in the stadiums when we're allowed to be there and 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 you know, over Twitter or in their home gates when we're not. Um, 
I like that our business focuses on promoting fun, focuses on promoting togetherness, focuses on promoting camaraderie and tapping into like unity, the opposite of division, which to me, like this year, the last few years has been paramount. I, I think that we've been drifting apart. I mean, I'm very proud. I'm very proud to live in this country. We really only focus on American Americans as our audience, and I guess some Canada, because we have teams in Canada, not to, you know, sure. not to not appreciate the Canadians, but like, you know, we're not focusing on European sports right now. Like we really focus on the United States and American fans because we have really unique and awesome traditions and culture that are, you can't find them elsewhere. So I like to be able to, to be a part of the things that bring us all together as a country. Totally. And, uh, you know, sad, but true. Uh, you know, the, I guess in any conversation that people are having right now, the elephant in the room is, you know, the, the divisiveness because of people's political affiliations and the stance here. And it just seems like more division is being driven by the media and people are looking for ways to, to write people off because if you don't think what I think, believe what I believe, don't support what I support, then we can't be friends. And I just love the fact that, your your personal brand here is something that regardless of any of those things it's something that brings people together uh i love that i love that um but you did mention something there in that in, in that response about when we can fill the stadium so obviously this co crazy covid crisis that we've been in um sports is the, the the a large market for what you do how has that impacted your business dana if if at all it, it's actually been really interesting so part of Hungry Fan, I mean, yes, we offer a lot of great content, but we also sell products. We make and sell products. That's generally how we monetize our content. So it's been interesting for us because, you know, COVID sort of started like March, right? That's when I ended up leaving New York City because things looked like they were going to get pretty bad and, and they did. So I'm glad I was able to get out before it got th that far. But since March, we've literally been unable to keep inventory in stock like our products have been flying off the shelves which is great i mean literally every time we replenish our inventory it sells out again and we ended up having to use like crowdfunding there's an inventory crowdfunding platform we use called kick further and we raised almost thirty thousand dollars in 44 seconds which blew my mind and i was also like just so like like just see gratitude seeping out of every pore of my body i was like <laughs> Thank God. Oh my gosh, we're gonna be able to replenish our inventory. And we did a second one and it was equally as, as successful. And I, what that tells me is what I, my hypothesis is correct. And I think it's being sort of um, affirmed by all the home gating uh, advertising that you're seeing across the board from you know everyone from like Home Depot to Sam's Club to Gold Belly. I mean, people are we're naturally social creatures, right? And we love our sports. And so I think what people are doing, what I can tell by the way that our products are being sold, used, and, and user-generated content that people are sending us of themselves using our, content, our, our products and just generally where we are, people are, are congregating in smaller, more intimate groups at home, also known as home gating, and they're grilling and they're cooking and they're eating and they're drinking and they're enjoying each other's each other and each other's company and the sports that they're watching safely, which is great. And so our business is actually 
growing quickly, more quickly than we can afford. We're currently fundraising, which feels like an entirely separate full-time job unto itself. Um, and we're almost there. We're on like the we're on like the 30 yard line. We got 30% left to go. And and yeah, it's been it's been a crazy six months, like really, really crazy. What a blessing in, in such a crazy year. You know, I've I, I once heard someone say, and, and I, I believe this is true, that with every obstacle, there's an opportunity. And it looks like you guys are, are cashing in literally and figuratively <laughs> on the opportunity, you know, with this obstacle of continuing to, uh, to capitalize on this idea that regardless of what <clears throat> restrictions or recommendations are ever in place, people won't stop coming together. Right. I mean, hopefully safely, you know, sure, not like sure. balking restrictions. Like I'm sure. hoping people are following the CDC guidelines. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating. <laughs> for that. Like, I want to be sure. very clear. I sure. want people to be safe. I'd like, you know, there's 210,000 Americans have died, if not more yeah. because of this. And that's a really honestly like trap. It's a travesty. It's a tragic yeah. thing. And so, you know, while we love our sports and we love our food, I say like, please do it mindfully and do it safely because it's not worth dying over totally thank you for sharing that and yeah. uh and i knew you felt that way but i appreciate you being clear and making that yeah. statement uh who is who has served dana for you who has served as a mentor someone who has provided inspiration or or insight you know on uh, on you becoming the person that you've become today and, and and how you've grown your business um i mean i think there's like there's there's three people that come to mind one is relatively new one I don't know, and one I do know. The one I know is my father. We, we have an interesting relationship. He wrote a book, and in the book, I think in like the first page, he wrote like, if I'm like my mother, and my mother and I are Elma and Selma, then for sure Dana must be Thelma or whatever. Like, I'm a lot like my dad, for better and for worse, like chronic interrupters and extremely <laughs> stubborn. Um, but, you know, I think that I mean, he's one of the best businessmen and best negotiators you'll ever meet. And there was a lot to learn from him for better or for worse. I mean, I used to, I learned from a very young age to remember every single thing he ever said because he would flip flop from time to time as it served him as parents often do. And I would remind him what he had said in the past <laughs> that was contradictory to what he was now saying, um, which he hated and, but also would like secretly smile and be like, that's my girl. Um, so you know, I've learned a lot from him in a business sense, in a negotiation sense. Um, I, I say Martha Stewart living for sports as, as our like tagline for Hungry Fan because I've, I've learned a lot from what she did. Like I followed how she built her business, the steps that she took, the order of operations, if you will, ultimately leading to her becoming a national figure and her brand uh, selling to a private equity firm for it's like 300, $350 million, which is awesome. I would love to get a fraction of that, but honestly, I'm very competitive. So I'd like to beat that. Um, <laughs> and, and lastly, I, I've known a guy named Kenny Dichter, who is a serial entrepreneur, founder of Marquee Jet, which was bought by NetJets, then founded Wheels Up, Avion Tequila, and a number of other companies, investor in a lot of other companies. And Kenny is, um, one of our our investors coming in to uh, support Hungry Fan, which I'm really excited about. But having had, I've known him socially for years, 
I went and pitched him Hungry Fan in 2015. And I remember walking into his office and I had like one product at the time, which was fledgling and new. And he, I said, you know, I'm trying to raise money. It's just me. And he gave me some tips, but he left me with this one nugget, which I never forgot, which was, I'm a products guy. Come back to me when you have a real product that you sell that you can hang your hat on. And I thought, okay. And so this year I got to come back to Kenny and didn't just have one product. I have a whole line of products that I can hang my hat on in different places, I guess. And, and he got it and he, and he bought in and, and I appreciated that. But most of all, I appreciate when I'm on calls with him and we're talking to other investors and I can hear the way that he thinks about business and the way that he approaches investment. And it's somewhat aggressive, which I think is something like I've always been wary to be that way, but I, I, I see how people respond and it's very clever. And so I'm, I'm learning how to approach certain business conversations that I haven't had to have before. So it's been very helpful. Long-winded answer. I apologize, but I'm learning different, different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> you know, this podcast and, and part of my personal brand and helping people grow and get better, not only at work, but in life, because I feel like when you grow, uh, you're able to add more value in your respective spaces and places that you operate with and, and the ways that you are able to influence people. So for you personally, um, are there any daily disciplines or are there any consistencies in your life that you feel like has contributed to your growth as a person and a professional? I think that there's a few things. I think one of my personal mantras that it's, it's not necessarily a daily thing, but it's just something that I believe every day, all day that like will come into, into being and the important, the importance of it will arise from time to time in certain conversations. And that is no doesn't always mean no. It means not right now. Now there are huge caveats to that. Like if you are a, a man dealing with a woman in certain situations and she says no, it means no. <laughs> but in business, and I've learned this for years that I, I used to work adjacent to the music industry and the music industry is a really interesting one. When you um, pitch somebody in A&R, for example, like the label's lurk looking for certain things at that moment. Oh my goodness, my Slack. You guys, learn how to turn off your notifications. I'm terrible at it. In business, this is really rude. <laughs> there you go, here's the nugget. Um, I, I, I remember the A&R people would be like, this month we're looking for pop. Next month we're looking for rock. Next month, the month after that, we're gonna be looking for like, k-pop or whatever you know like whatever the the genre is and eventually it'll come back to what it is that you're trying to pitch them so it's always like just be persistent don't be a nag but be persistent because no doesn't mean no it just means not right now and it's really just an opportunity for you to further convince them why whoever it is you're trying to get to do whatever it is you want them to do or sign whatever it is you want them to sign or you know do the deal you want them to do don't give up no doesn't mean no, it just means come back to them. Come back to them and innovate, make it better. Maybe your pitch wasn't good enough, or maybe just it was bad timing. There will be a time where it will be good timing, and it's up to you to find it, because they're not going to come back to you. Totally, totally, that's good stuff. No doesn't necessarily mean no, just more so means not yet, but in, under certain situations. Under certain circumstances, circumstances <laughs> in a very specific set of cases. Totally, totally. Um, 
Let's see here. A uh, couple other quick questions here before we, we begin to wrap things up. Dana, what have you personally done, uh, you and your husband, what, do, what have you all done to stay positive uh, during this, this crazy time that we've been walking through? Because it, it seems like it's been one thing after another oh and, and conversations online. Yeah. And conversations online are, are more polarizing. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better until around that November 4th date or so. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then who knows, it could get even uglier after that. I don't know. But what I do know is that at the end of the day, uh, there are a lot of people who are in a bad space and uh, a lot of folks aren't coping with, you know, where, where, what's happened to the, the economy, what's happened in their personal lives. And then there's just a lot of people who aren't personally developed enough to handle that when things don't go their way, that their circumstances don't define them. So all that to be said, you know, how have you personally handled all this and what are some things you've done to stay positive? When you were saying all those things, I had like 10,000 thoughts and 10,000 things I wanted to talk to you about, but like we don't have about six to 12 hours to talk about them. Um, I, it's been difficult. It's been really difficult. I mean, we, okay, this is going to sound, I'm, we, left, we left Manhattan in March. We came down to South Carolina. My family's had this beach house here for 20 years and it was empty and we've been here. And I have an autoimmune disease, so it's like super important to me that I don't get COVID, which means I have to be the biggest hermit you've ever met. And I'm a super social person. I love talking. To, I love talking to everybody. I mean, like, literally, I talk to so many people. My husband's like, can we go and like, just stop? Like, you talk to everybody. I got to talk to the flight attendant. I got to talk to like the lady behind the subway counter, like whatever it is. Like, I have to talk to everybody. And I don't, I feel like I'm not forcing it on them. I feel like it's mutually like an exciting, <laughs> thing. I hope so. And so it's been, it's been really difficult for me. And I say that like, don't you know, like roll your eyes, first world problems. Cause like right outside my house is the beach. The weather here is beautiful. I have a cute as heck little puppy to keep me um, happy and you know, all the oxytocin pumping that I need. Um, and so like, you know, don't like, don't cry me a river. I I'm okay, but I, I, I'm so tired of being stuck in this house. And I really, I feel like most people, I want to put a plan together to like figure out what's the next thing I'm going to do. What's the next stage of my life? Like, where am I going to go from here? Where am I going to live? Like wherever I live, I can work from home. We know that now. And that's really great. But like, there's things I want to do. There's places I want to go. There's, you know, like family planning and, th you know, just stuff to, to do that is all sort of on hold. And it's really frustrating. And I think what I, I just, I firmly believe because I can't help it. I'm just inherently optimistic. I'm not like a giddy, happy person all the time, but underneath a normal person, I'm just, you know, I'm inherently optimistic. And I believe that we will, science will hand us a, a vaccine that we can take that will help us all as a nation overcome coronavirus and we can go outside and breathe each other's air again and sit next shoulder to shoulder in the stadium and be okay and cheer, cheer our team on. I believe that will happen. I believe it will happen at the time that is right. And it might be a while from now, but we'll get through it. And in the meantime, 
I try to find whatever silly news I can find, like the ocean spray cran raspberry drinking dude and then <laughs> him getting a new truck. I, I the fat bear contest in Alaska. Like <laughs> there's there's some fun news out there to follow and people are still doing great things, you know, around the world and helping other people and it's inspiring. And you know, there's always something to be happy about. And if at the end of the day, you know, there's TikTok with cute puppies. So <laughs> well we we have to choose what to focus on, right? Yeah. You know, we can yeah. we can focus we can focus on what we can't do or we can focus on what we can do. Right. Uh, there's there's that's really a smart like I've been working out like a fiend. And part of the reason that I've been doing that, A, is because I've been cooking a ton and eating a ton. So there's got to be a balance. But also I recognize that my body is something that I have total control over. In this world of chaos, I can control myself. So like I'm using this time to not only get work done and come up with new recipes and try new flavor combinations, but also get fit and like take care of my body because it's the one thing that I can do. And sure. that feels good. Like, you know, running a little bit faster today than I did yesterday, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm going in the right direction. And like, am I gonna run a marathon one day? Probably not, but because I just, that seems like extra to me, but <laughs> for, my, for me, other people do it. I think it's great. I cheer them on, but like, it's just not in the cards for me and I'm good with that. <laughs> but like, look, if I can, you know, run a mile 40 seconds faster than I did yesterday. Great. I'll celebrate that. And then I'll go have a piece of chocolate. Totally. I can get, <laughs> I can get down with that. Speaking yeah. of, speaking of food, speaking of chocolate, the next time, well, well, I guess whenever some of this stuff is lifted and we can kind of get back to living our lives and convening, that what's the what's the, what's on your agenda to fix at the next big get together? Like, what is Dana cooking at the next massive get together? I think it really depends what it is. I really like all the food that I make. I like to theme it to whatever it is that I'm doing. So, like, if it's a Kentucky Derby party, there's a theme. If it's a, I don't know. Patriots game maybe there's some chowda like it's something that I just like I, that's actually one of my favorite things about my job and just generally the United States is that we are such a quilt of different cultures and I love celebrating those cultures because they all have flavors they all have different dishes associated with them and I love that so like I think you know whenever there's two different teams playing or athletes you know like it's the French Open right now so you got Nadal versus I don't know Federer, although I don't know if Federer is playing, but you know, we got the Spanish culture and the Swiss culture playing in France. Like, I just like to be able to celebrate the, the game, the match, the race by, by cooking up dishes that are evocative of those unique cultures. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that does make this industry unique based on what you do. What, uh, has, has there been anyone that reached out at, at, during this time and be like, Hey man, let's, let's connect with Dana see if she'll, get with us on zoom and, and do a virtual cooking class for us and like teach us how to make some of her. Have you done any of that? I, I've done a, I've done a little bit. I had a, um, a friend works for a company that manages the money for some very wealthy people and they were looking for different kinds of, uh, programming. So I did, I did some, some cooking for them and taught them how to make some really basic stuff, but nonetheless fun. Yeah. Um, I recently was contacted by Frank's Red Hot, the, um, the hot sauce company. And they're like, hey, can you come and do a recipe in Homegate with Eli Manning and us on Zoom? And I was like, uh, yes, I can do that. 
So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think I can make time for that. And I could, yeah, I'm good. I can do that. And I was like, will I be getting some Frank's Red Hot in the mail? And they're like, yes. And I was like, yes, I will. Sweet. Yes, I will do that. So that was super fun. I didn't get to talk to him as much as I would have liked because like it was, there's a lot of people there, but I wanted to tell him so much how I'm actually very friendly with one of his former teammates who he won the Super Bowl with and he let me wear his ring and yeah. But I didn't get to tell him that. Maybe we would have been best friends because of it, but I don't know. <laughs> well, <clears throat> speaking of best friends, I, I got I to gotta share this before we close down. There's a lot of people who live where I live who, sad but true, wouldn't maybe wouldn't want it, not because you're not an awesome person, but because of where you graduated college at, and that's at Duke. So, listen, no, you're good in my book because I'm a, I'm a Louisville Cardinals fan. But my wife and the rest of the state of Kentucky, of course, Big Blue Nation. And so <clears throat> they're haters. They hate all things Duke. You know that. But uh, that's their problem, not ours. We um, have the same colors. We literally have the same colors. Like, can we not take, like, comfort or, like, community in that? Like, isn't that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, before we close down, Dana, I, I want to ask you this as it relates to the impact that you're able to make through your work. Have there been any moments throughout your career that you felt like, you know what, growing as the leader that I've grown, uh, you know, that, that I've become, doing the work that I've done, taking advantage of these opportunities uh, to use the gift that, I've, that, that I've, I'm sharing with the world. Have there been any moments where you've been like, wow, I just didn't think that I was going to impact people that way. I, I didn't think that this was going to lead to all this. Like, have you had those moments? Yeah, I think that they come when you're least expecting them. And I, I think like the, the moral of the story is, if you do what you're doing with the best of intentions and a clear head and you know a good heart and you just try to be the best that you can be you know without my mom always said she's like but you know shoot for the stars and do all that stuff but just don't like walk over anybody to get there so i say i passed that on i always thought it was like sort of cheesy when i was a kid and then as i got older i, I recognized the value in it and Say like, if that's, if, if you do that, you will positively impact others, even if it's just by your personality or not your personality, but your, your, your outlook, it will be infectious people, a lot of people. And it, it sort of surprises me, I guess, I don't want to say like there's natural born leaders, but there are people who are, are born to lead in the sense that I'm not saying they're going to go be president one day, but like they set the standard that other people follow, or even just the tone that other people follow. And I didn't, I guess I'm one of those people because I just never, you know, if everybody's going left, I like to go right. I can't help it. I just don't want to go the same way that everybody else is going, which is sort of why I ended up in this job to begin with because nobody was doing it and everybody was doing other stuff. And I was like, I'm going to go this way and it's going to be really hard. It's going to be an uphill battle. I'm going to push this boulder up a hill for years. I'm going to get no money. I'm going to like be like paycheck to paycheck, but I'm going to, I'm going to make it work and I'm going to grow this, uh, grow this company. But I would say, I didn't realize that by just trying to be a good person and be the best entrepreneur and grow the best company that I could be, that there would be people who would take notice and that it would matter to them and it would affect them and it would inspire them. And I, I didn't know that until they told me that that was something that was happening. I had no clue that that, that would be the case. I didn't set out to do it. I just set out to do the best that I could. <laughs> And I, I, 
I think I feel actually, you know, you introduced me as like the person who often gets introduced as her father's daughter. And in some ways that has been difficult for me because I always wanted to be my own person and be recognized as my own person. But it's also been interesting because a lot of people are like, wow, like we didn't expect that you would actually have to work hard or you would care to work hard or that you'd even have to be a nice person because it seems like everything's been handed to you and you, you live on easy street and like you, you know, silver spoon fed or whatever. And I'm like, no, like, I, I guess some people could live that way, but that'd be so boring and unfulfilling. Sure. So I don't know, that has always made me feel good that I could help others just by being myself and embracing values that I guess are inspiring. Well, well, I love how that's brought us to this place in the conversation because <clears throat> something I share with when I consult with, with different businesses, different companies and work with their organizations is, is a, a healthy and strong reminder that who you become, who you are is more important than what you do because who you are determines how you do what you do. Yes. And hearing your response, you know, speaks, you know, for, for all you listening out here, for, for everyone listening to this, this, this broadcast today, let's, don't mistake the fact that who you are and how you do what you do uh, has a significant impact on your level of success because at the end of the day, everything that we do is about people, right? And if you're not a person that people want to do business with, that people can trust, respect, admire, right, can lock arms with, then there's a really good chance that you're, you're, you're not going to be very fulfilled in your work because you're not going to impact people the way that you're designed to impact people. Um, so Dane, I really appreciate, I really appreciate you as a person, what you stand for in business. Uh, I appreciate your gift and how you shared it with the world. Uh, tell everybody, uh, uh, about your cookbook, where they can find that and, uh, and where they can go to follow the hungry fan. Sure. I'm going to add one thing to yeah, what you said really quick. It. I think that everybody should remember that sometimes you just haven't gotten there yet and the impact that you're going to make is coming. So just keep doing what you're doing and be yourself and be the best you you can be and the best business person you can be. Eventually, it might not be this moment, but eventually there will be that moment where all of this will affect somebody in a way that you didn't even see coming. So that was just my extra note. It might not be now, it might be later. So just keep on keeping on. Yeah. Totally, okay. Totally. So that being said, if you're in, like, if you're looking for some inspiration and you're up for some cooking during this uh, continued coronavirus indoor celebration, uh, you can check out the Hungry Fan Game Day Cookbook. Uh, that is my book. It came out in August of 2016, but it's still totally relevant and awesome. And it includes 165 recipes, including 40 I collected from professional athletes and Olympians. And you can find it most easily on Amazon. Um, I think also Barnes and Noble, but definitely Amazon. Um, and you can find free recipes and great content about home gating and game day and product reviews and other great sports fan, sports fan lifestyle related things at hungryfan.com and you can follow us on social everything is at thehungryfan.com because when i started it it was just my personal <laughs> thing so it's now shifted to the business account but i'm still on there tweeting and putting up posts uh and um please join our newsletter because that's where all the good good stuff comes out first um and if you do go to hungryfan.com uh 
I don't know when this uh, podcast will air, Jeremy, but, um, or JT, I should say, I like your JT. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, we are launching a brand new facelifted website, hopefully <laughs> soon. Um, I really would love the dev team to get it together and finish this already, but it'll be up soon <laughs> and it'll be even better and it'll be uh, just easier to navigate and more user-friendly, I think. So check it all out, join our community. Sooner than later, we're gonna create a place where you can share your own recipes and your own game day wisdom so that we can really have more of a community back and forth, which I'm really excited for. Awesome, awesome. And when this episode does publish and go live, I will be giving away three of those game day cookbooks uh, to, the, uh, to, to our listeners, our audience. So uh, for those of you who are listening to this, you will have an opportunity to, to, uh, to cash in on that fun or possibly be one of those winners. So Dana, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, hanging out with me today and uh, sharing your wisdom about personal growth and success and a little bit about your brand. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm excited for the continued growth of the hunger fan, but more importantly, I'm excited for the continued growth of our friendship and uh, I appreciate you more than you know. Oh, thank you. Yes, like ma'am. Hard and warm fuzzies for you. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Guys, as we close down, remember, don't just go through life, grow through life, and everybody can encourage somebody. We will see you on the next episode. All right, let me hit the recording button here. Stop. Hey, thanks again for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode and you received some value, could you do me a favor and share it with a friend? If so, I really, really, really appreciate you helping me get the word out about this podcast. As a reminder, this is your place for a shot of encouragement, and my goal is to simply leave you better than I found you. So my friend, I certainly hope that was the case for you today.